This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code REBEL25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life and calmed me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Right? We got to lose body fat. We got to increase exercise. We got to do better eating. We got to hopefully get them on an optimized hormonal protocol. And then slowly but surely, they get out of the inflamed and disease state and they get up to here. And then, boom, it's like a bottleneck breaks. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Holy smokes, welcome to episode 112 of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. I have a guest for you today that, in my eyes, and is a hormone replacement therapy, testosterone replacement therapy guru. And man, I'm excited about this episode, but buckle your seatbelts because it's a good one. Anyway, Today's healthcare system is flawed. Break free from the limitations of sick care and discover what it means to live life fully optimized. Jay is a former men's physique competitor, current four-time international best-selling author. Jay Campbell is a global thought leader on hormones, biohacking, and higher consciousness. Jay is no nonsense, authentic, and fearless in his servant mission of leading humanity towards a full-spectrum optimization of the mind, body, heart, and soul. Since returning from 12 days in the sacred valley of Peru, he's experienced a profound awareness of the importance of raising the vibration of humanity to reach planetary consciousness, a.k.a. unconditional love. And with these times we're in, this is very important. And very hard to do these days because everybody's pointing fingers at each other. At any rate, are you being the best version of yourself? 
There's a question Jay asked. Claim, I am giving, receiving, and being love. Raise your vibration to oscillate, to optimize your love creation. Jay teaches men and women how to fully optimize their hormones, health, and happiness while raising their consciousness to a state of pure love and trust of self. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions at all regarding hormone replacement therapy or testosterone replacement therapy, Jay's book, The Testosterone Optimization Therapy Bible, is amazing. And I highly suggest you read chapters of it or reach out to me and ask me a question. At any rate, enjoy this episode and fasten your seatbelts because it's a good one. Jay Campbell, what an honor it is to have you today on the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. And before we dive into testosterone, I really, really am curious about this vibration-raising trip to Peru. I just did a podcast with Jonathan DePotter of Behold Retreats, which uses plant-based medicine like ayahuasca and San Pedro. So was this that type of vibration raising retreat that you went to in Peru? It was not, but I am a very a deep, learned uh, user and researcher of plant medicine. I, I, in fact, I don't even do anything but like the super conscious stuff of like 5-MeO, which is the Sonoran Desert Toad. But no, when I went to Peru, which was in the summer of 2019 before all this nonsense occurred, right. no coincidences, but I went with my wife and you know, my wife and I have a residential real estate company. We went with our sales director and his wife. And we went to the Sacred Valley for essentially 12 days. We were there. It was a 14-day trip, but you know, one day in, one day out. And, uh, you know, Tom, it completely, as I tell people, it transformed me. I mean, you know, everything in my background, my studio here, all these murals are all from Peru. A lot of them were painted by indigenous. You know, this was painted by indigenous. But it just, it's hard to explain, you know, what Peru is about like I would I would say for the lay person, you know, depending on your spiritual levels of attainment, it's like a cosmic doorway. Like you go there and it just molecularly alters you. Right. So when I went there, I was Jay Campbell, the testosterone, you know, my website was uh what was it? TOT Revolution. Right. It was the number one website on the world as far as site traffic for you know testosterone related stuff. And obviously, as you know, I wrote two books on it. And, you know, they're the number one selling books of all time on testosterone optimization therapy. But uh, I was so changed by the experience of being with the indigenous, going to Machu Picchu and Mount Humantai and all the other amazing sacred places, Saxe Human, so many different places. that I told my wife on the plane that I was coming back and I was literally changing the mission. And that I was going to transcend the Jay Campbell brand, which was again TOT Revolution. I was that testosterone bro guy, you know, who talked to doctors and all that stuff, to being the Jay Campbell, the raise your vibration guy. Right. So my conversations now with most people I do on my podcast, which are amazing, are about consciousness and, you know, what I call raising your vibration, which is really the same thing. I mean, it's essentially enhancing your level of awareness. So that you recognize that the real reason that human beings are here are to, you know, attain higher states of awareness, which is, again, raising your consciousness. So since then, you know, which was September, because we went in the end of July, I massively changed everything from, you know, beginning of August until the end of September. It was about a two-month transition to talk about consciousness and spirituality and vibration, you know. Right. 
you know, like this is the map of consciousness from Dr. Hawkins. But, you know, since then, it's almost now two years, which is amazing. Time is just flying. I've kind of transitioned, but, you know, I still do podcasts like yours, you know, to talk about the highest levels of like, you know, health optimization. You know, I've written all these books on fasting. So I kind of look at myself now as a new earth architect or a quantum type healer. So I can talk about telepathic medicine, but then I can also, you know, immediately see into talking about consciousness and spirituality. And, you know, very truthfully, to wrap it all up, all medicine is attempting to change behavior. Right. At the root origin of all disease, regardless of whether it's suboptimal hormones or cancer, is a traumatized spirit. So, like, you know, our soul or our spiritual essence is traumatized from just living on planet Earth. You know, this is a dense experience. You know, we're we're constantly in battle for survival, you know, and especially like our ancestral DNA. I mean, as you know, dude, you know, 500 years ago, if you walked around outside, there was a chance you could get eaten, killed, struck by a spear, had your head chopped off, disemboweled, you know, in the medieval times. So it's like, you know, we still have an attachment to that ego, that survival, what I call survival programming. So the whole goal of today is like, you know, recognition that, hey, man, I don't have to wake up in fear of my life. Right. You know, looking over my shoulder all the time. So it's like, how do we take people who are still in survival programming? And I always use the map of consciousness, you know, down here is the people in survival programming in this red and, you know, level of vibration to where they can get up to here and maintain that state of being, which is, you know, calm, you know, these adjectives, reverence, understanding, reason, love, joy, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you can get there when you recognize that you are not having to survive in all of your behavior. So you become proactive instead of reactive. And, you know, just like I said, to wrap it up in a ball, like with hormones, like a ton of guys and females, like when they start off on hormone optimization, their body is inflamed. Right. Usually from their life, you know, if they're fat, obviously they're, they got tons of inflammasomes in the belly, but if they're not, if they're not fat and they're like you and me, and they're attempting to optimize, you know, and they inject testosterone into their body, their body is like saying, what the fuck did you just do to me? Right. The body is releasing inflammasomes and the inflammasomes cause a reaction in the body systemically, cellularly to react to testosterone. And this is the reason and by the way, I didn't always know this stuff. Like when I first started writing the book in 2014, dude, I was all in the science and not into the deep meta aspects of it. But the body definitely reacts as testosterone is an irritant. And so until the body is in recognition that it's not an irritant, that it's actually designed to stimulate you know, a lack of natural production from the environment that we're being attacked by, that's a whole other conversation. Guys have side effects. Because when people ask me, they're like, dude, like, how do you overcome the side effects? And I go, there aren't no fucking side effects. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, and then it goes down the path of like, well, they're working with a doctor who has no earthly idea what they're doing. You're overdosing them or underdosing them or giving them, you know, once or twice, you know, dosages a month, you know, all the stories. Right. And when you hop through all of that and you get to the bottom line of like working with a physician or a practitioner such as yourself, who knows the ins and outs and the intricacies, there are no side effects. Now, the patient has to also go in with a mindset of not being in fear that he's going to have side effects because everything is quantum physics. What we focus on, we tend to attract. Right. So if you are a fear-based person and you start taking testosterone, you're going to have side effects. 
Right. Because you are such fear of doing it, right? Like a lot of guys are like, oh, I'm cheating. Or what happens if my brother finds out, right? Like all these gamut nonsensical things where they're like, oh, man, I'm cheating. Or, you know, I can't let my, my wife or my brother or my sister-in-law, you know, whatever, you know, find out that I'm using testosterone. So then they, in fact, like psychologically manifest symptoms and side effects because, right. again, they're focused on the fear. And a fear, I mean, right now we're walking around, I mean, people walking around in fear daily. Scared shitless. I know. And it's crazy. It's like insane. It's like, wait a minute. I don't walk around in fear. Right. You no. Know? And most of those people that in the red and orange zones on your. Scared shitless. You know, and when I look at that red and orange zones myself, it's more, it's deeper than that. It's. It's more about peeling back the layers of the bullshit that's happened to me in the past. That's exact. Um, you just knocked it out of the park, bro. Everything is ancestral trauma. Everything. Every issue is due to ancestral trauma. Now, you know, we want to talk to guys about testosterone, and we will in a very deep way. But until you, as a being, male or female, doesn't matter your age, can come to terms with the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror, and recognize that, man, it's okay to recognize that you're traumatized. I mean, I just did a podcast before you with Paul Burgess. And, you know, he's one of the most renowned guys in the UK. And he's changed his whole practice to this understanding and this awareness that everything has a root core behavioral issue. You know, he gave an example of a woman who sleeps four hours a night. Why do you sleep four hours a night? Because I want to be productive. Okay, well, how are you getting through? Oh, because I have great energy and I take this supplement and I use melatonin. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like when you peel back, as you just said, the onion, and you find out why people do what they do, um, 99%, I'm not exaggerating, are doing it unconsciously. It is literally ancestral trauma that then has created programming because when he found out why this woman only slept four hours a night, the mo her mother did it. Now her mother's dead, so you can't interview her to figure it out. Right, right. That mother taught that daughter the same behaviors that that girl, that daughter, then ended up continuing Can in her know. life and never even questioned why she wakes up at 3.45 in the morning to go to the gym at 5 o'clock. You know, she's got this ritual. And when Paul started working with her, he was like, I'm sorry, but sleeping four hours a night is not healthy. Right. Body is traumatized. You're inflamed, blah, blah, blah. You know, we can fix this. And again, once you drill down so deep, right? Because he's like, you got to ask that person 10 questions. Well, why are you doing it? Well, because I can't. Well, that doesn't make sense. But I have great energy, right? You have so many layers of egoic response. All right. oh, the origin, which is, I do it because my mom taught me that, right? So it's like, when you can peel back, as you said, the onion to all those layers and get to the root origin cause of why that person's behavior is, you can literally cure it Instantly. Now it's going to take time for that person to rewire, you know, the brain and the, the the body, the biological systems to get to a point where sleeping seven hours a night is okay, right? But like that's what we have to do. And as you know, allopathic medicine rarely oh that doesn't even begin to touch it. Now they have no clue, and they want to write you know drugs for symptoms, and you know then you get into the age model of like okay, the person's now sixty. They're taking 15 drugs a day and they're taking one drug for symptom side effects and, si and symptoms of the other drug and on and on it goes. And then people are like rotting corpses from the inside out, right? By the time they're 70. Right. No. Right. 
But no one's really living longer today. They're living longer due to advancements in science and medicine, but they're not living qualitatively better. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like I'm six, I would be 62 this year. That's awesome. And if it wasn't for hormone replacement therapy, which we're going to get into, I would probably be on those same medications. You know, exactly. But I, yeah, you would, bro. I chose to take, you know, we're going to get into the stigma of this, of testosterone, but you know, you really have to, like, I'm working right now with the shaman to peel back some layers. Nice, bro. From when father things that my dad did to my mom and stuff that, you know, stuff I saw, I'm working on digging, peeling back those layers. And when I interviewed Jonathan DeBotter, talked about the Behold, Behold Retreats, I really was like, I need to go do this. Right. Because yeah. it's just, when you spend a retreat like that, or like for yourself to go to Peru and see this, it takes that stuff away from you. Yeah. And you can, and you know, and I really like your new brand and I really love the new podcast. So it's, it's just, you know, it's, it, I just, you know, it's funny because Lenny, have you heard Lenny Kravitz latest album? Boy, it's two years old now. But no, but I'm actually a huge fan of Lenny. So, but I haven't. He did I, an album I'm called so Raise Your Vibration. Nice. And it's a great album and I highly recommend it. But he talks about, we have to raise our vibration if we're going to continue to be human. That's it. Yeah, I mean, because, bro, the dark side, and I don't want to get into the dark side, but the right. dark side wants us to become transhumans. And they want us to become biobot, biobots and not really human. And that's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I talk about, you know, when I talk quantum consciousness with people and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, man, in order to preserve our humanity, that's exactly it. Like, if enough people, you know, get up to this 450 to 500 level of consciousness, and this is, of course, the right. Dr. scale, then... Like that, the dark side has no more power. We stop fighting amongst each other. We stop warring with each other. The, you know, allopathic, big pharma, you know, all of the systems that are put in place to make us ill and to keep us consciously suppressed are instantly eliminated. Right. It, like they're instantly eliminated. So I'm glad that you told me about that. Yeah, check that out. Raise your vibration. Pretty amazing. So, so, so it's my belief, and I wouldn't even say it's a belief, it's a knowing that all of us, and I call us, the children of the light, the people that are awake now, okay, who realize they have to heal their ancestral trauma, they all know it's about that. Right. Yeah, that's why Lenny wrote that. So there's a lot of us out there now. And again, a lot of us is still minuscule in comparison to the masses of sheep. But there are enough of us that we can totally now transcend the matrix encodings of you know dissonance, right? Resonance or dissonance. And become a resonant frequency. And so, like this kind of podcast, this kind of message, teaching people to heal their ancestral trauma is the answer. Right. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I tell this to everybody, like, I can help you optimize your hormones. I can get you a max, you know, lean and leaned out helping with peptides. I can get you on the right meal plan. I can teach you about fasting. I can teach you about autophagy and hormesis and all that shit. I'm a master of all that. But that shit is meaningless if you don't heal your trauma. Right, right. Because your soul is traumatized. I mean, when you come out of the birth control, Tom, your body is traumatized. I mean, my mom and dad tell me the story of like when I came out, I'm the oldest of nine children, technically 10. My, my older brother died of SIDS. I think I came out as like an avenging angel to take down the vaccine industry. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> the doctor went to hand me to my mom and dropped me, newborn baby, right? So imagine I've just come out of the womb and then boom, 
So, you know, people always laugh when they hear that story. They're like, well, that's why you're so fucked up, you know? Right? So, I mean, in truth, that is the key. Right. The trauma that physiologically we have, you know, inhabited, I'm not inhabited, you know, essentially we inherited from past lives, previous lives, whatever, and then combined with our current life, our current incarnation, is the cause of all of our issues. Everything. Disease, sickness, poor health. Bro, fat people, okay, have an absolute self-hatred, a self-loathing. They actually feel better when they are numb from forcing insulin to blast through their body, right? Like, and I'm not calling out fat people because there's tons of people that are not fat that are massively traumatized, but eating sugar and overeating and being obese is a very, very inflamed state. It's a, it's an addiction, you know, to sugar and to obviously the feeling that they get from overeating, which makes them numb because again, there is so much self-hatred. And then it becomes, you know, the repeating, you know, anomaly of like, you know, the self-fulfilling hypocrisy of the more I eat, the fatter I get, the better I feel, the more numb I am. So it's just, it's insane. But like very, very truly, and I'll stop, you, you must heal your trauma and healing your trauma consists of becoming in love and trusting of self. But it's nothing else. You know, how many guys do you know literally who say like, hey man, like, how do you feel about yourself? Oh man, you know, I'm great. You know, I love my wife. I love my kids. I got a great job. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, bro. Do you love and trust yourself? And they look back at you like, wow. All right. And so until you get to a point where you literally can look in the mirror and you can do positive affirmations and say, I love and trust myself and feel it, you know, not just say it. It's not bullshit. It's like, you're saying it and it's worth and you're believing it. You're going to have problems. You're never going to be enough. Again, Paul was saying to me, he goes, bro, imposter syndrome, which is what we would define it as, again, a lack of love and trust of self, is way more prevalent in the most successful people. I mean, dude, until I was 42 years old, I couldn't even receive gifts. Mm. I mean, I couldn't receive gifts. People would ask me, hey, man, I want to get you something for Christmas or your birthday. Or blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, no, nah, man, I don't. I'm good. I, I have everything I need. I'm blessed, you know, but it's really a resistance to love of self and trust of self because I could not even receive it. So it's like, we're here as human beings to do two things, bro. And that is to love and to trust. Okay. And you give and you receive, you can give as much love as possible. If you can't receive it, what good are you? Right. So it's the whole quantum physics aspect of like, you know, the more love you give, the more you're going to receive, but you better be okay and accepting and allowing of receiving it. And for me, it took me 42 years of my life. You know, I just turned 50 in February. Nice. And so it only took like the last eight years for me to really work on my inner game and my inner self, my, you know, my soul, my spirit to get to a point where I'm okay receiving gifts and feel abundant and not feel ashamed, hmm. you know? And like, here's another one, like Paul said, he goes, imagine being a guy like you, bro. It's like, you know, people look at you and they're like, you know, you're ripped. You have this amazing physique. And it's like, I bet you when somebody says to you, wow, man, you look amazing. You're like, yeah, I'm getting there. Right. Because I, I don't feel like I'm there. No, but think about that. Right. That's what we say instead of saying, hey, man, I'm really grateful that you say that because I work really hard on my, my body or I work really hard on my inner game or whatever. And so I appreciate that. We never do it. Right. We literally say, I'm getting there. So that profound, like, you know, awareness to recognize that it's like when somebody gives you a compliment, man, fucking take it. Right. 
receive it and, and be humbled and privileged and say, hey, man, I'm really grateful that you said that, man, because I work really hard. But, dude, we're so programmed by our ego, we rarely receive it. And, you know, again, we just say, I'm working on it. That's or a good sometimes, point. you know, you'll be like, oh, you know, I just can't get rid of this last bro. Right, right. I do that. I'm guilty of that. It's like, well, I got this right here. You know, paddleboard season's coming. And, you know, it's like. It's amazing how the ego overrides the true soul oh, or, or the aspect of our ourselves. It is, man. It's craziness. Totally, man. All right. Let's dig into testosterone. And uh, I, I love I love this talk. I could go off. I, this is something. This is my jam, too. And I've been learning to love. At 60-some years old, I'm finally learning to love myself. Awesome, bro. So, awesome. But testosterone is what makes a men men. Yep. So I'm, I'm in the industry at Body Symmetry MD here in Atlanta. And I see natural testosterones are declining so dramatically these days. At such a, I mean, I saw a gentleman that he's 30 years old. His testosterone was a level of an 80 year old man, yeah. like 127. Oh, yeah. 20 year old guys have it, dude. And it's craziness. So, what do you attribute this low testosterone to? Is it, is it the toxicities in our lives, industrialized food? Dude, it's all of the above, man. It's a multi pronged attack. The air that we breathe, the food that we eat, the plastic in the water bottles, the, you know, I tell people like even in your car, if you leave your car in the hot sun, you know, the petroleum distillate when the uh, sun hits your dashboard comes up in the sky. I mean, modernized living has created a toxic soup bowl that we all find ourselves immersed in. So endocrine systems are under siege at all times. You know, 20 year old kids coming in with 95 total testosterone, free testosterone of two. You know, these kids are sitting there playing video games for 17 hours a day. They're not moving. They're not exercising. They're not outside. They're not receiving sunlight. You know, they're basically biobots already in training and their hormonal systems are destroyed. I mean, they're decimated, you know, and, you know, I, you could talk to any smart doctor who sees these kind of patients and they'll tell you like, look, their dopaminergic signaling pathways are fried. Right. You know, they've been rewired now to video game, you know, what do you call it? instant gratification, right? So they have dopamine hits like this, that, that. I mean, 20-year-old kids who can't get an erection because they are so attuned to jerking off watching porn that they're done, you know? Right. So, I mean, like, you can't even write a script for testosterone or Cialis or anything because they have to actually go through behavioral therapy. So, again, it all goes back to can you find somebody that can, can treat the root cause of the issue and unfortunately, the allopathic medicine is going to want to script you a, a drug. Not at 20 years old. Oh, no. A 20-year-old now will get clomiphene or HCG in, the most, for, in, right. in most situations. They're never going to get testosterone. But again, the clomiphene and the HCG is not going to do jack shit unless somebody right. talks to them about their video game addiction or their porn addiction. Right. You know, so I mean, bro, allopathic medicine is not equipped handle the issues of today because again the issues of today are brought on by this by the social media by technology by blue light by all this bullshit right that people don't need i mean you know again i was talking to paul and paul was like let's go back you know paul's 55 i'm 50 you're 62 right like our generation to research anything we had to go to the library we had to right. use the card catalog we had to use the dewey decimal system we had to go back to the library pull the books out then we had to read the books. Then we had to take notes. Then we had to highlight. We bought a study guide. 
We actually learned things. Right. These kids of today say, hey, Siri, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, what's the answer? So technology has replaced critical thinking and curiosity. And here we are, dude. Right. How much longer can this shit show even go on? Right. You know, because you and I can sit here and talk about, you know, people are under siege, hormones are toast, endocrine systems are done. But the bigger issue is, again, the behavioral problems that people have inherited from technology and the enslavement of social media. How do we cure that? You know, that to me is the bigger issue. And again, I want to talk about testosterone, but like right. that's what people I mean, that's have huge. to- That's huge. That's a huge I issue. Mean, that's what people have to acknowledge right. because we are on a very precipitous slope. Society is now declining at a rate and speed that we can't even comprehend, dude. Oh, it's even snowballing faster with this COVID. Exactly. I mean, we got people fearful of people that are healthy. It's like I walk around with me. And my, I go into Kroger, the grocery store, with my scrubs on without a mask, and I'm like, I'm getting stared stared down because I'm right, in my right. scrubs without a mask. Fear is debilitating. I mean, the vaccine statistically kills. The VAERS report right now is anywhere from 4 to 6% globally because the data is hidden. We don't see that it's the same data in the United States, but globally it's 4 to 6% and COVID kills at 0.00012. So you have a 4 to 600% higher chance of dying from the jab than you do from the disease. But, you know, the dark They're side... They're going to get the jab. Bro, the dark side right. has always created the Hegelian dialectic, right? It's the problem, reaction, solution. What was the problem? The problem is overpopulation, which is also a myth. And then the reaction is, let's create a bioweapon and scare the shit out of the sheep and make them think that they're going to die of COVID. So now they're all stuck in the corner, scared and sniveling. And then the solution, the vaccine, which was the real murder weapon, because, bro, the vaccine is an mRNA vaccine. It's an mRNA-encoded Virus. It's a replicating protein that is now being inserted into their genes as an operating system. And again, if they're if the people that created COVID are behind the vaccine, which we both know they are, then right. why would it be better to get the vaccine when you already know what they did to businesses, to entrepreneurs, to all these people right. by turning off society with COVID? When, when again, it, but, but even the deaths were scammed. You know, everybody who died from comorbidities and inflammation, disease, pre-existing disease, was labeled dying of COVID. It's all a scam. Right. All of it was a scam. We all know that. The, the science is out there. Nobody can come on and debate me about that. I mean, no. if you're asleep, you can. But the guys that know what's up all know that that's real. So we're mm-hmm. now in a world, it's, bro, we're in the upside down, like in that show, Stranger Things. Everything is upside down. <laughs> Stranger <Everything>. Things. <laughs> we're in you're the right. upside down. It is upside down. All right, let's talk about some elephants in the room on testosterone. First of all, this like gentlemen, a lot of men my age were 50s, 40s, and they go, they they feel like crap, their brain fog, they can't get an erection, they can't sleep. You know, there's the first fear about it is is being called a like it's a steroid. It's a steroid. I'm I'm cheating. I'm cheating. Right. Let's get that out of the way, the steroid fear. Because there's a few elephants here. Steroid, prostate cancer, heart issues, cardiovascular issues. And then the, the other one that, well, I'll just take a, a supplement that boosts testosterone. Because Frank Thomas is in the commercial. 
And so yeah. it must work. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like total snake oil. It's like, here, let me give you some ashwagandha. You'll probably have a better chance of getting right. erection. Bro, it's it's so unbelievable. I mean, I could go on a deep rant about testosterone boosters. Let's just do the science. Let's just dispel the science. I mean, you're obviously very familiar with my book, which is ancient in today's times. It was written in February of 2018. I did most of the research in 2017. You know, my first book came out in end of 2014. So I mean, like, I've done all the research on testosterone. Okay. Everything that is in the common, you know, mainstream mythical propaganda of testosterone does all these negative things, right? Prostate, heart, you know, brain, you know, all, I mean, you name it. Right. It's all the opposite of the truth. Okay. We now know, again, scientifically conclusively proven, you know, Abraham Morgan Tower through his research, the in, it's actually a, uh, a deficiency of testosterone that is what leads to prostate issues. Okay. Not the other way around. The average oncologist today treating prostate symptomology, you know, whether it's BPH or whether they have a high TPSA or whatever, has absolutely no awareness of why these men are suffering, but it's due to a testosterone deficiency. Again, right. they're still in the fear-based construct, the poverty consciousness of the medical schools who taught them that testosterone is evil. Okay. So the average guy today who has a prostate issue, and by the way, as you know, 99 percent of men will have prostate cancer by the age of 80 in some you know minuscule form because that's what happens the prostate atrophies and you usually have some form of you know met- met- metastasis it's some tiny variable so if you live to 80 you're going to have prostate cancer you're not going to die of it but you'll probably have a form of it again very few men are ever even treated of it because they don't know but in reality it's an efficiency of testosterone that causes prostate issues again scientifically proven in my book whole chapter Go to Abraham Morgan Teller's research. You can show that. Same thing with the heart. Testosterone is cardioprotective. Having a deficiency of testosterone combined with being a fat motherfucker, which is the majority of people, right? They live in flamed lifestyles. They eat like shit. They drink too much alcohol. They eat too much sugar. They don't get enough exercise, blah, blah, blah. When you combine that with using a testosterone approach like androgel, which as you know, is completely and totally useless, which actually inhibits testosterone for men that are already have a deficiency, combined with being fat and inflamed and all those other things and being comorbid, yes, then of course, if you give them testosterone, there may be some issues, right? And that's what the original study, which was the Tom study, you know, showed across this industry, which, you know, all the attorneys glommed on in, in 2014 through 2006, 16, and even into 2017, before it was all thrown out. But those things still linger around. And a lot of men are still concerned that if they use testosterone, they're going to have a heart issue. And that's, again, totally flawed, totally the opposite of all the real research. In fact, like I said, using therapeutic testosterone is cardioprotective. Now, you know, all the other stuff, the side effects from, you know, or let's say the, the, the presumed side effects of like potential liver issues or kidney issues. Again, all dispelled, all in my book, all the research, complete and total nonsense. You know, there's always that statement of, you know, the difference between a pill or I'm sorry, a precise dose and a poison is the dose, right? Like, so if you are using therapeutic testosterone under the care and the guidance of a physician who knows what they're doing, you're not going to have any risk, you know, other than the risk that you create from your poor lifestyle. Right. Like that's just the way it is. Okay. Now, sure, there are guys out there who are genetic outliers or anomalies 
and they have mutations at, at, at a genetic level, the MUFON, whatever they're called, uh, genetic variations anomalies. And again, those guys are very minimal and broad range of men or women, you know, utilizing therapeutic testosterone. But by and large, if you are doing this correctly, again, with, with a precise dose, and we can get into the variables and how right. correctly, the risk of side effects is minimal. I mean, I haven't had a side effect from using therapeutic testosterone, and I've been on it you know, now in my 21st year. The last time that I had side effects from using therapeutic testosterone was maybe my third year into it, and it was because I changed injecting myself to using cream on the skin, which was on the inside of my thighs and right here, which is a very suboptimal way to deliver skin delivery systems, the transdermal delivery systems. And so maybe I had, you know, a little bit of like acne on my shoulder. Or I felt like a little bit of irritable because I changed the balance, you know, right. from just estrogen. But I mean, 17 years now, and I haven't had a single side effect or symptom from using therapeutic testosterone. And obviously, you know, I'm very outspoken. I changed from injections to the transcrotal approach like three years ago, right? So, you know, we can talk about the delivery systems, but there aren't any side effects if you are living a clean lifestyle. And again, you're doing this correctly from a dosage standpoint, you know, obviously the level of dosage and then the frequency of administration. Right. What about the steroid stigma? Because I have a guy right now that I'm, he wants me on the phone with his wife because his wife is like, oh, you, I don't want you doing steroids. It'll make you angry. That's the other, there's another big elephant. The right. fact that testosterone makes you angry. Yeah. I mean, so again, it's I always say, if you're an asshole, is testosterone going to make you a bigger asshole? Right. Potentially. Potentially. Now, again, when I say potentially, if this is done correctly, not a chance. Because again, at the end of the day, we all have free will and consent. And if we choose to be an asshole, then that's a choice. Right. That's not Testosterone is not the reason that you're an asshole or that you choose to be an asshole. That's your free will behavior. But Again, steroids and therapeutic testosterone are two huge, different you know, things. A divergent, a gulf of divergence between the dosage of uh, anabolic steroids, which is usually associated with abuse, versus therapeutic testosterone, which is again being delivered in a micro precise dosage to enhance well being and life. You know, testosterone utilized and other anabolic steroids utilized to build gigantic cartoonish physiques is a whole different thing. And that's where most people are clue, you know, really clueless because, again, the media promotes that testosterone is anabolic steroids, which, which nothing could be further from the truth. And there is a lot of science, you know, the studies from Bayesian and stuff like that, where even 600 milligrams a week, which is way above a therapeutic dosage, and I, not something that I would ever recommend, but even, even, you know, even dosing a man at that level, there's no side effects if it's done correctly, other than he guilt, builds muscle and adds water weight. So, I mean, it's just, it's mostly propaganda. You know, obviously chapter one of my book talks about the demonization of hormones. You know, if you want the research and the science and you want to get deep down the rabbit hole, like, you know, what is really influencing pop culture, you know, it's the myth. It's just, it's essentially, again, they want to demonize a drug that basically, let's put it this way. And this is not, this is a strong statement, but I could back this up. If you optimized, 70% 70% of the men on planet Earth, the matrix would end like that because mm. all of us would galvanize and we would rally and we would go to all of the capital centers and we would take out every single one of those pieces of shit instantly. We would right. either kill them, imprison them, and likely both. 
Now, the majority of men on this planet are abject pussies because they haven't felt like a man in decades. They don't have testosterone. People look at me and they say like, dude, you have energy, like your vibration, like, wow. It's like, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, because I have optimized hormones. Now, you know, most people are like, well, what does that mean? But this is the way, dude, that 150 years ago, every man felt like. This is what a man was. A man was like, wow, you know, a leader of men, a person who went out and brought home the bacon. Today, men have no energy because they have no levels of hormones. They have no, you know, their estrogen's low, their testosterone's low, they have high visceral body fat, they're walking around in flamed bus bags of sacks of shit, and they basically hate themselves on top of it. So, like, you know, how are they going to go out and, like, you know, light the American Revolution? You know, there's no Paul Revere's out there, bro. Right, right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, the reality is, is that optimized testosterone along with love and trust of self is the key. I mean, that's literally the answer. And that's not just for men, bro. That's for women too, right? Because women are also chemically castrated. Right. You know, a hundred percent. Bro, women from taking, and this is from Anthony J, but women from taking birth control, that's the primary culprit that men are so weak. Because birth control 30 years ago washed off into the water supply and feminized all the men. It's a fact that now, if you put male fish into any freshwater stream or canal or aqueduct or aquifer in the United States now, within one year, they're feminine. They become female fish. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's, that's where we are, man. Like, you know, we got to get more men optimized on testosterone. It's literally that simple. I did a little experiment myself and took myself off of it for a short period of time to see how I felt. And I tell you what, I felt like dog yeah, shit. Of course. I was like, wait, I, I can't even, I can't think. No. I can't. My mind was jello. I couldn't. I, I was like a, a sissy boy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's That's like. That's what they want you, dude. That's how they want us. They literally want every single one of us feeling like shit at all times. That's literally how they want us because that's how we're easily controllable. That's how we're in fear. That's how we can all line up, stand there and take the vaccine and post a picture on Facebook. Like it's a fucking badge of honor when they literally just had their DNA turned off. They don't even know. I mean, it's, it's incredible, bro. Like where we are uh, in society today. You know, as you said, at the very beginning of the show due to fear, you know, people are in uh, absolute fear. There's so much misinformation and disinformation online. If you're not a person that has done a lot of inner work and can discern, you know, truth from error, you're lost, you know, and when you're lost and in fear, you're going to trust the band. You're going to trust the government, right? my doctor. You're going to trust the guy or the gal who's external to you as your conscious self for the answer. And we all know that tr trusting external saviors is not going to get the job no, done. No, no, no. This is where, it all, in my eyes, this is where it all begins. Because first of all, LabCorp has normal ranges of testosterone. I think it's 264 to 916. No, it's point. lower. They moved it to 788. They lowered again? 788 now. <laughs> so, so when you go to your doctor and you come in at 165, you're technically within you're normal. normal ranges. You're normal. Exactly. So this is where this is where the whole, in my opinion, this is where all the Bullshit begins. Yep. It's because you go to your physician for your physical, your testosterone comes back at 265. Yep. Doctor says you're normal. And he sends you on your way. 
Yep. Welcome to America, dude. That's where we're at. And by the way, a whole other conversation is what about all the men in the international community? What about the men in Canada? I mean, they get nothing, dude. People, I get hundreds of messages a week from people in foreign countries combined. And they ask me for a doctor to recommend it. I say there aren't any. I'm not joking. Well, because you can't, we can't do it overseas. Bro, there isn't anybody to recommend because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, that's true. Right. Right, right, I mean, right. I know anybody and everybody on this planet who right. does right. There are, right. you know, there's a there's probably a couple hundred guys. You know, that's being that's right. being conservative. But I mean, beyond that, dude, like, I mean, because that's the whole conversation. The average guy who starts testosterone therapy is quacked, is you know, my term for it, so bad. There's a website you may not even be aware of this. There's a website called testosteroneaddiction.com. It's a very, very well-funded site. It's in the Midwest, and it's literally full of people who have been quacked into oblivion. You know, pellet insertions, doctors who have no earthly idea, one shot a month. I mean, you could, I could go on and on, right? And so those people were absolutely made to feel worse and actually had side effects and symptoms and all this stuff. And now they've gone on and they've exposed that testosterone therapy doesn't work. Now, Obviously, when you don't know what you're doing and you're being treated by a physician that even knows less than you do, and let's be honest, Tom, the There's average doctor, the average doctor, knows less than the patient who read my book. That is a statistical fact. Oh, exactly. So if that patient comes into that doctor and you know again has the whole like, well, the doctor is the lab coat god, so I'm going to listen to him, and you know goes down a path even though he's read my book and probably is like you know what i don't think this is right well too bad you just fucked yourself up because the best doctors will tell you that their primary job is to unfuck the patients that come to them who've been quacked literally but that's what they have to do and now it's starting backwards right because now we have to figure out where the first guy or, the, or dude you know i'm being i'm being nice where the third or fourth practitioner you know, screwed up. So it's like a, it's a process of trial and error of like, okay, this guy's been on therapy for two years and he's at his wits end and he's about to quit because he thinks it doesn't work. Right. How do, how do I fix this guy? So, you know, that's where we are. I mean, we're still nowhere close to having a governing body or a standard practice, you know, patient of care practice on how to do this right. That's why I always tell people when they come to me, like, can you recommend people? I recommend like three or four doctors. Right. That's it. Ones that I have personal know, knowledge of, ones that I know, you know, do it right. Right. Because, dude, let's just talk about that right now. You cannot do this right unless you start a person on testosterone in isolation. Now, I know that people will argue with me and they'll say, yeah, but if they're 27 or 37 and they want to keep virile and fertile and, you know, they have to keep LH and FSH stimulated, then I got to do HCG. Yes, you're right. But you need to put them on concurrently at the same time with five other fucking medications or supplements? No. Because if you do that, how in the hell you have any idea what chemical is doing what inside that person's body? So again, the best practitioners know you start them off with isolation of testosterone. You also treat their thyroid with desiccated thyroid. If you want to also balance their pancreas or suppress their insulin, if they're fat, you know, and they have metabolic disorder, you give them metformin or berberin, right? So you treat those three, what I call the holy, the holy triune, to make sure that you're not balancing or optimizing one system without doing the others. 
But again, how many doctors actually do that? Very few. They don't know. Very this. few. They don't understand how this shit works. You can't treat one hormonal system without treating the others. Because eventually one is going to be optimized and then the other is going to be imbalanced. And as you know, everything is about what I call rhythmic balanced interchange. Everything is systemic balance. You know, testosterone is optimized. So does estrogen need to be. Okay. And that's, let's talk about that right now too. Okay. Because guys are very confused about this. Right. Now, going back to the steroids thing, bodybuilding culture has trained the majority of mainstream medicine of doctors who practice prescribing testosterone. Okay. They have always thought up until the last couple of years, and I know and feel very confident that, you know, some of the researchers that I've promoted and some of the doctors who've done the research, I know this is tipping now. But up until the last two years, it was always thought that if you wanted testosterone high, you wanted estrogen low, which is farce. Okay. You must allow, when prescribing therapeutic testosterone, the person's estrogen, you know, estradiol, you know, there's three forms of estrogen, but that's too that's too esoteric to talk about, but the estradiol, okay, you want the estrogen to fall to that person's biochemical individual level, okay? So when you give a person therapeutic testosterone, you have to watch what happens to their estrogen, or you don't have to if you know what you're doing because you're not going to worry about it. But a lot of guys who, are, who come in with like a hyper concern, you know, that I, I mean, again, because they've been quacked and they've had docs that have put them on. AIs or you know some sort of aromatase inhibition medication, they think that they have to keep that testosterone in a range, and then they also have to keep the estrogen in a range, which is you know according to LabCorp request is like what twenty four to forty four, whatever. It's complete very nonsense. Okay, it's not those lab ranges were not created for men on therapeutic testosterone at all. Okay, and the science, as we know now today, shows that the minimum protective benefit. Of therapeutic testosterone converting into estradiol is between 50 and 70. So the minimum protective effect of estradiol, you know, to confer protection to all the biological systems, the heart, the joints, the brain, on and on it goes, is at a level higher than the median ranges. So how is the doctor supposed to even understand that? They don't. And again, there's no standard patient care model or practice that teaches right. them. This comes from experiential practice, evidentiary-based, you know, explanations, which is like a big body of patients. Guys that have been doing this for 25 years. Guys like Dr. Rob Kolonarik in Dayton, Ohio, who's a close personal friend of mine. He's been prescribing testosterone for 26 years. Okay. He knows how to look at like inter-individuality, genetic anomalies. You know, he also knows that like blocking estrogen is like the most horrendous thing that you can do to any patient therapeutic testosterone, because again, it's not testosterone that confers the protection to biological systems, even though testosterone does amazing and wonderful things. It's the estrogen that confers the protection. So when you block a man's estrogen with an AI, you are fucking killing them. Hmm. Dr. Scott Harrell, okay, who is the world's leading androgen researcher, one of the top epidemiologists, you can Google his podcast with me, go on my website, and you can watch his podcast, and you must watch his podcast. He can prove that basically every professional bodybuilder who died in the last 20 years had a microembolism at some point and died from that, right? Now, you know, I'm not going to name names. I could just use the name like Rich Piana. I mean, there's been tons of professional bodybuilders that are big guys and, you know, they just keel over dead at 28 or 35 or 40 or whatever. 
And the reality is, is that those guys were blocking their estrogen while also using super physiologic levels of all sorts of other shit. So eventually they were going to have a heart attack or they were going to have some sort of micro fissure in the vascular network that literally caused death. Now, is autopsy going to show that? No, because they're not looking for that. They're just looking at this guy who's a grotesquely huge human, and they say he died of pharmacology or over-pharmacologizing himself, and he died of overuse of steroids or whatever bullshit that they're going to attribute to his death in large part, whatever. But all of this shit really does come from blocking estrogen, because when you block estrogen, you are stopping all of the biological system protection that estrogen confers. Dr. Rob is another guy. He can do DEXA scans on guys who have been on AIs for 10 years. And dude, they look like they have the skeletons of birds. These are guys too that could be extremely muscular and look good aesthetically, but like doing an internal bone scan, their bones are about, they're so brittle because of the AI is fucked up. That's um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally, you know, it's destroyed uh, bone density. I mean, it, on and on it goes. All the science, all the research is in Dr. Hal's work, my podcast. There's like three blogs. There's all sorts of stuff on my website. You guys can research that. But you can never, ever, ever block a man's estrogen when you're giving them therapeutic testosterone. Now, I hate saying never, ever, ever, because in medicine, there's always anomalies and outliers. But very, very rarely would you ever give a man an AI. Now, here's another thing. And again, this is widely practiced still. There are doctors out there giving men AI for testosterone optimization because when you do labs, when you give a guy an AI, it does increase testosterone. You will see an elevation in total testosterone and sometimes even free. So there are a lot of doctors out there that have been literally giving guys AIs for 20 years to, to give them you know, optimization and it's killing them. So what? No AI at all? Zero. It doesn't matter where the man's level of estrogen goes to. It only matters if they have a symptomology. And again, remember what I said at the very beginning. If you're having a reaction to injectionable testosterone, okay. okay, we'll talk about the delivery systems in a second. But if you're having a reaction to injectable testosterone, that is due to you having too much body fat or having too much inflammation systemically in your body. Okay, And again, that's the majority of men. Majority of men have a bunch of gut fat. They, eat, they drink too much alcohol, they eat too much sugar, their lifestyle's not in check. Right. And so as soon as they start injecting the testosterone, their body reacts to it, okay? And the reaction is the quote-unquote symptoms and side effects of high estrogen, which is a fucking part. There's no such thing as high estrogen. The symptoms and side effects are due to infl inflammation and too high visceral body fat. So if you, again, are administering testosterone at a dosage that is correct level, and, you know, I don't get into dosages very often, but I think that most men can do fine on anywhere from 100 to 200 milligrams of testosterone a week. If you're doing injections, the more often that you inject, the better, the better, but because you're mimicking the body's natural pulse to right. relief or diurnal release of testosterone, right? And that's a whole other conversation. But I recommend for injections is three times a week. It's every other day. The best form of injections is injecting every morning when you wake up, okay, right. in a very micro dose, right? But ultimately, you have to allow your estrogen to go where it's naturally going to go. Some guys go to 175 to 200 estrogen sensitive estradiol pools, they have no symptoms, they have no side effects, they feel fucking great. You let that shit go. Okay. Some guys like me, it goes up to like 85 or 90. Again, 
I have no symptoms and side effects. I'm not holding you know, excess water. I mean, everything is fine. And by the way, the symptoms and side effects of injecting testosterone, if a person is not living inflamed, subside. Because again, your body is responding to inflammasome release initially, but after a week to 10 days, sometimes even two weeks, the water retention or that quote unquote itchy nip syndrome that some guys think they're experiencing. And that's a whole other conversation too, because gynecomastia is genetic. Okay. It doesn't come from testosterone. Testosterone can exacerbate your genetic predisposition to present with, you know, glandular cysts, which is what gyno is, but it does not cause gynecomastia. It can exacerbate it if you are genetically predisposed. And that's why guys don't understand this. And this is very, very rarely known. But if you get gynecomastia, okay, and I don't mean like a slight sensitivity in the nipple when you first start testosterone, which will subside. I mean growth. You have to cut it out. You cannot take a fucking raloxifene or a Novadex or any kind of selective, you know, modulated receptor uh, suppressor because it will ultimately come back again. Sure, those drugs can, you know, temporarily remedy the symptomology that you have, but it'll never cure it. You know, and I've had I've done deep, deep podcasts and conversations about my site. This is like old shit from 2016 and 2017 with the world's leading gyno surgeon. Okay. And the world's leading gyno surgeon, you know, was the guy that figured it out. When I when I had gyno removed from my right tissue and my right nipple in 2016, and at that time we didn't even know that it was genetic. Dr. Anthony J figured it out it was genetic when we started mapping the DNA and mapping the gene codes to 23andMe and Ancestor. He could look at the expression and figure out like if you were genetically predisposed to have gyno. And if you're pre- genetically predisposed to have gyno, it doesn't mean shit if you ever do testosterone at some point in your life, and you may be lucky it. and it doesn't come. Yeah, it's going to show up. It's, a lot of times, it shows up in prepubescent kids. If you get fat, like in your forties and fifties, you know you can get it then. You know, especially if you have a lot of fat tissue in your center mass of right. breast. But the only solution for gyno, if you're genetically predisposed, is to have it cut out. And again, when I say that, that creates a lot of pushback. A lot of people fight me. Doctors fight me. You know. Guys, bros, bodybuilders. I mean, I've gotten into this debate with so many different guys, but you do the work and you do the research and you read J- Dr. J's stuff. And you, again, you listen to Dr. Joseph Cruz, who's the world's leading surgeon on gyno. Yes, it's a fact. You can only cut it out, it'll come back. Blocking it, you know, while you're using therapeutic testosterone is not going to do jack shit. Hmm. But, but going back to the whole, you know, uh, testosterone and estrogen, everybody has a genetic level of estrogen. Okay. Taking therapeutic testosterone is only going to increase the expression because obviously testosterone cleaves molecularly and then through aromatase creates your estrogen response or estrogen recurve. You just have to let it go, okay? And again, wherever it falls, you do nothing. If you have symptoms and side effects at 150 or at 160, you first reduce the dose of testosterone. You also tweak the frequency of your administration. Some guys are injecting once a week or twice a week, need more injections. They're having a reaction because their body is like, you know, sensing the rise and the fall of the half-life of the medication. So you always tweak the response and or the dosage and tweak the delivery system frequency before you ever consider an AI. And again, you would never consider an AI unless you were a rare genetic outlier and you would have like, you know, genetic. You know, you have genetic proof that like 
you were one of those people that just had, you know, estrogen that would go to 500 on therapeutic testosterone. So, but even then, if you had no symptoms and side effects, Tom, you wouldn't want to use an AI. Now, again, you could probably get doctors to debate me and say, oh, well, estrogen that that, that high of a level may cause this and that. But there's no research ever, ever to this day that shows high estrogen levels cause cancer. Any research that says the opposite of that is misinterpreted and is in flawed patient population groups where they were already uh, comorbid. So it just does not ever apply to normal men. So never should a man be using an AI in therapeutic testosterone. Okay. It's just in lack of awareness by the physician who's prescribing. Hmm. Let's talk about dosing because most allopathic physicians, and I'm not going to lie, I've been there, will give you a prescription for a vial of testosterone. Right. You go to your pharmacy, you pick it up, and he wants you to do one shot a week. Right. So what happens with one shot a week, and you and I, you've already said it once, but I'm going to repeat it because it's worth repeating. Yep. As you shoot that one shot on Friday or Monday or whatever you decide to shoot it, and your body goes like, what the fuck? Exactly. What are you giving me? What are you doing to me? Yep. And four days later, the half-life is dropped. And so now <laughs> it's like you don't have any. You know, it's like I said, it's a very tricky process to learn to optimize the male testosterone through exogenous testosterone. It right. takes experience, it takes, you know, experimentation. Every individual has like their own like sweet spot from a testosterone, you know, dosage level for me. Right. When I was injecting, it was always 125 to 150 milligrams a week. And every now and then I probably you know, got 160 to 170 milligrams a week, but I never, ever abused. It was always that level. So I always had a very precise, you know, kind of mechanistic way of like measuring how I felt, right? And, you know, the late Dr. John Crisler, may he rest in peace, you know, he said that the twofold goal of testosterone optimization was happiness and balance. Okay, that was it. There was nothing else. Is the guy happy and feeling good? Yes, I feel good. And am I balanced where I don't have irritability? I don't have moodiness. I sleep well, blah, blah, blah. So that's it. There is nothing else. You know, you could, you know, add things about like being more energetic and, you know, able to build more muscle and have more energy and all those things. But those all come as a result of being happy and balanced anyway. Let's talk on that subject because we talked about normal levels according to LabCorp, but let's talk about normal levels according to your body. And this is something that comes with practice and it also yep. comes with body awareness. Yep. Like what level are you, at what level do you feel your best? I've, my sweet spot, I know my sweet spot, and it's about 1,100 to 1,200. That's my sweet spot. That's the, so that's the answer. So there is, a, so, okay, so let me get really clear so people don't misinterpret this. There is no sweet spot for anybody because I'll, I'll give you the reason why. Some guys naturally walk around when they're in their, you know, let's say their peak state between 18 and 30 at 1500 natural testosterone. They're pro athletes, they're, you know, bodybuilders, power lifters, strength athletes, whatever. So they just have naturally high. A lot of guys from Sicily and uh, the Mediterranean area, Crete, they have naturally high levels of testosterone, right? These are the guys that have like fucking five o'clock shadow three hours after they shave, right? right? They have just high natural circulating levels of free testosterone. And let me just say, it's important that if you're a clinician and you watch this podcast, right. that you understand free that total. total testosterone is meaningless. Okay. Your free testosterone is what matters because that's what's unbound 
and bioavailable for the human body to use. So if you're you know, judging your patients based on their totals and not their free, you need to do a little bit more homework. Okay, but your free is way more important than your total testosterone. But anyway, on this conversation, that guy who's walking around at 1,500 naturally, who drops down to 750, okay, and I'm just using you know, these arbitrary numbers, at 40 is now effectively at 100% less than he was natural. So at 750, he's actually technically due to symptom op- symptomology, he is suboptimal. He is suffering from a deficiency. So in reality, the clinician has to observe the symptomology more than they do the blood work because the blood work isn't the only gauge. It's a gauge, but it's not the only thing that matters. So to your point, it really isn't a maximum level, but if you talk to the best doctors and you talk to the Dr. Robs and you talk to Dr. Keith Nichols and you talk to Jim Meehan and you talk to other guys, Sean, I can't think of his name in Southern California right now. There's enough guys out there. They will tell you that by and large, if you took a thousand patients and you looked at their peak diurnal testosterone levels when they were optimized, and they are going to be somewhere between 1,200 and 1,800 on the total range, and they're going to be 35 to 50 on free testosterone. Okay. That's where, again, that sweet spot number is going to be for guys who feel fucking amazing. Now, again, those numbers are way outside the bullshit ranges that LabCorp and Quest give. Right. So if you're a doctor and you look at those ranges and you immediately pull the fucking panic card and say, I have to now lower my patient's dose or I have to get rid of my patient because if I'm, I'm going to get you know, audited by the state medical licensing board because this guy's levels are too high and if they ever do an audit of me, I'm in trouble, then you shouldn't even be prescribing testosterone because you don't understand what you're doing. That's okay. So Now, obviously, that's a strong statement, but all of the guys who know what they're doing will see that in their patients' levels. And again, if you took a a survey, right, of those 1,000 guys, 950 out of 1,000 would say, man, I feel fucking amazing. In fact, I judge my life as before, before therapeutic testosterone and after. And I tell people that all the time, like, bro, do you think I would be this energetic and this, you know, passionate? If I wasn't using therapeutic testosterone, fuck no. Right. See, that's the thing is like, you know, I focus my inner work and my meditative practices and my introspection and my contemplation, my going out, hanging out with my dogs, you know, grounding in nature to stay here. But would I actually even be able to stay here if I wasn't optimized on testosterone? Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. This is what we got to get medicine right. to understand because how is a person going to come out of here? If they're fat, diseased, inflamed, sick with suboptimal hormone, it's almost impossible. Because, dude, I'm serious. You cannot raise a person's vibration. If they are sick, inflamed, and diseased, they have to first get out of being sick, inflamed, and diseased before they can even get to the line of integrity. That's just the way it is. And again, I've had a lot of pushback in saying that to people because, you know, people you know, quote unquote spiritual who are fat drinking eight, you know, a 12 pack or eight pack a night sitting there saying, I'm as spiritual as the next guy. No, you're not because your temple, your physical vessel is absolutely rotting and you cannot receive downloads from source, from God, whatever you want to call your spiritual frequency, unless your avatar, your physical body is aligned and you cannot be aligned in a diseased state. Right. 
strong statements, right? But I've done a lot of work to recognize this, you know, to get to have what I call cosmic awareness of this. Right. And so you first, as an allopathic practitioner, have to treat the root cause of the origin of why they, they hate themselves. And then once they acknowledge why they hate themselves, now you got to change their lifestyle, right? We got to lose body fat. We got to increase exercise. We got to do better eating. We got to hopefully get them on an optimized hormonal protocol. And then slowly but surely, they get out of the inflamed and disease state and they get up to here. And then, boom, it's like a bottleneck breaks. And consciously, they, they become accepting of like the things that you and I become aware of. You know what I'm saying? And like, right. you know, very truthfully, going back to plant medicine, if you take an obese person and you, and again, this is just my Jay Campbell opinion. And I, you know, can't be sanctioned if somebody comes at me and says this is not because <laughs> there's always outliers. But if you take a diseased, obese, inflamed person, and usually they're one and the same, and you give them plant medicine, the plant is an amplifier of who you are as a being and how you feel about yourself. So what do you think the plant is going to do to you in your experience? It's going to be fear-based. And you are not going to have a good, pleasant experience because, again, the plant tells you not what you want. It tells you what you need. And nobody needs anything but other than when the mother nature is like essentially telling you, hey, man, you need to change your ways. Right. That's what you need, right? Whether you ignore that or not. So, you know, I always tell people, like, be very, very careful of who and what you are as a being before you go down the plant medicine route because you have to love and trust yourself and you have to not be in fear and you have to be okay to fully surrender to the plant right. experience. And most people, bro, who are down here in victimhood right. and self-hatred are not going to be without right. fear because fear is what put them here. That's one thing I liked about what Jonathan DePotter said on Behold Retreats is they do an in-depth interview and then they do a pre-workup. Right. Not everybody's a candidate, bro. Right. And he's like, we will honestly tell you, you're not, we can't have Exactly. You. I've sat, and unfortunately, that's exactly right. But unfortunately, there are a lot of practitioners that are just in it for the money, bro, like right. everything else on this planet. And they just take people on journeys, shamanic journeys. And yeah, and it's a disaster. And same, I've thing with in, same thing with hormones, though. Everything. But I've sat in circles, bro, with people who should not have been doing plant medicine. And I literally watched demons. Oh, I'm sure. Because, bro, I'm not afraid to tell you this. Like, we are now in a day and age where if you are down here, you know, in apathy, grief, regret, despair, blame, humiliation, and shame, the likelihood that you have an entity attachment is about 95%. Now, people, you know, can dispute that, you know, rationalists and scientists, scientists think that, uh-oh, Jay's going on the woo-woo end, but no, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you right now, this has always been a war of good and evil. This is a war in heaven, however you want to phrase it. This is about dark versus light beings and entities. And the dark beings and entities literally siphon your energy. So if you are a conflicted person who hates themselves, so do the dark beings. Right. You are a moth to a flame. So again, I've seen this physically manifested in people under the influence of Sonoran Desert Toad, 5-MeO-DMT. I've seen what comes out of them when they imbibe this plant, when they smoke it. And it is not pretty. And if you're in a circle holding space for that being and you are literally dealing with dark entities, 
You better put a circle of protection around you, a circle of light. You better be very powerful of self to shield yourself from what these people are carrying around. And bro, honestly, man, I can promise you that at some point in the next three to five years, all of this will come out. It will be common knowledge that people have been carrying around demonic entities or attachments, astral parasites, whatever you want to call them, for their whole life. Well, we all have them. I mean, we all have the demon. Your vibration attracts what you have, right? I always say that, like, vibration is all. So if you are a high vibration being, serving creation, in love, in light, in service, donate your time, you give money to the poor, you help people, that's what your calling is. You're never going to have any of that. Right. Because they only come to this. But you're absolutely right. At all times in our life, when we've chose to not serve the light, they're around. Right. You know, they're around. What was the total? You gave me 35 to 50 for free tea. What was the total? 12 to 1,200 to 1,800 in, in that range. I mean, Keith Nichols has patients that go up to 24, 2,500, and they're amazing. So he's yeah. like, those are the real high end. But 1,200 to 1,800. And remember, they're fucking with the, the numbers now. Right, right. So a twelve hundred score now would have been like a tw- a two thousand score five years ago. Right. You know. Now, when you're doing an injection a day, do you preload to an insulin syringe, or do you use? Good question. So what I I don't inject anymore, right? Okay. I used to so on the nuts, and we can right. talk about that. But I don't use. I, w- I would have used a 27 gauge. I'm, I'm, I'm remembering, I'm going back, but I would use like a 27 or 28 gauge needle and I would absolutely preload. I would actually have a ritualistic practice. Like once a month, I would make my injections, you know, three a week and I would put them in a plastic bag in a cool, dry place in a, cl- in a, in a drawer of my, you know, in my right, bed. Right. And so I would always have them ready when I was inject. So I would have them, you know, sitting there in that plastic. And then, you know, I would use a uh, alcohol swipe swab or whatever when I injected and boom. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's no risk with that. You know, I don't go longer than a month because obviously the testosterone can settle in that, you know, plastic it's syringe. But I mean, I did that for fucking 15 years, bro. I never had any issues. I want to talk about the benefits of going on hormone replacement therapy because a lot of people don't get it. <clears throat> a lot of men don't get that. The, all the stuff that the negative stuff, like low libido, decreased muscle mass, right. but you, I mean, First of all, your sleep is amazing. Oh, yeah, dude. Incredible. Depression and memory. There is no depression when you're right. on therapy testosterone. Your energy is boundless. So I'll just go right off of it. I mean, you have right. better muscle mass. You have better sex, better erections. Definitely better long-term memory. You're better short-term memory. You're smarter. Fucking right. cognitively better. You have higher dopamine levels to increase cognition You know, on demand. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, I, I think it's important though for people to recognize, and I've already kind of said it on this podcast, right? Your response is also going to be dependent on how much inner work you do, right? Like if you have an inner work practice every morning, which is again work based on around meditation or introspection or contemplation, or even just sitting with your dogs in the sun, sun gazing with your feet in the grass for 10 or 15 minutes a day, right? You're going to have a better response to therapeutic testosterone than a guy who is stressed out sitting in a cubicle, you know, doing everything right, meal prepping. I mean, right. you know, it's, I don't do anything today without like letting people know that it is, you know, concomitant. You've got to focus on the inner you along with the external you because the external you is great, right? You right. want to have all those things, but, you know, not working on the internal you is a mistake. And again, as a guy who did no internal work, 
up until he was 42. And I, you know, so, I mean, this is an eight year transition for me. My wife first, when she first met me, she was like, dude, you look amazing. You know, like women die for a body like yours to be dating a guy like you, but like you, your inner game is fucking garbage. You know, you, you need to work on your inner game. And I was like, so like, fuck you, you know, but like, (laughs) you know, she, she taught me that that was most important. And, you know, I can say that now with every fiber of my being that like, if you're not working on your inner game, who fucking cares if you have a six pack or you're strong in the gym or you have good energy or good memory, you got to be a conscious soul. So the more conscious you are as a being, again, the more you serve creation at your highest and best, regardless if you fucking are a janitor or a CEO, it doesn't matter what your job right. is. But if you do it to the best of your abilities and in service to everybody else, I mean, hormone optimization is going to be the fucking nail in the coffin for feeling like God. I mean, you're, right. you're literally going to be just amazing at all times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But bro, a 70-year-old man who starts taking therapeutic testosterone, and again, done right, done clinically under the, the observation of a clinician who knows what they're doing or you know, reading my book or working with you, in two months will revolutionize their life. They will feel right. so much profoundly different than the, than the day they started. Again, I give it 60 days. And as you know, 180 days in, they transform. They add muscle. They add better sleep. They add better bone density. Their brain is like spiraling. They want to do puzzles. You know, I mean, it's like, it's so unbelievable the profound change that can occur if that 70-year-old man is not afraid of doing it. And dude, my dad's 75. His son is one of the world's leading experts, and he wouldn't touch the shit if his life depended on it. He thinks that this is wrong, illegal, immoral, cheating. I mean, so many baby boomers have been brainwashed into thinking that this True. is not right. True. I mean, a lot of my buddies look at me like, what are you doing? Right, like you're crazy. And I'm like, well, I go to the gym and I push a sled down the grass and back, and I feel like a, ma- a million bucks. If I don't work out, that's when I exactly. go from the blue green zone yep. to that orange and red zone. If I don't get my workouts in, that's my ther- that's my therapy. No, it's it's absolutely true, bro. And you know, I always say to people, like, again, at the end of the day, you have to judge by how you feel, right? Not by what people think. Who right. gives a shit? You know, Mark Manson right. said, "Not giving a fuck is a superpower." It is. It doesn't matter what anybody says to you. It's a matter of like, how do you feel and how well are you serving creation? I stole that from Max Egan when he did a podcast with me about two months ago. He's like, he's like, you step into infinity without flinching, serving creation at your highest and best. And that's literally how I live my life. Like, I don't get caught up in the bullshit. I don't care about trolls or haters. I just wake up in the morning and I do my morning work. I have an infrared sauna. I'm blessed to have a beautiful house in Marietta, California. I sit in my spa. Nobody bothers me, bro, before 10 a.m. in the morning. It's just the way it is. You cannot get a hold of me before 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time because that's my time. Not my daughters, not my wife's. My wife has her own practice. And we know not to fuck with each other. Like the house would have to be on fire, (laughs) you know, to to, to get into our morning ritual practices. And, you know, I got to get better for sure to not talking to people after six o'clock. But, as long as you observe your morning routine, you optimize your hormones, 
You serve people again. And a lot of people, by the way, you know, I want it to, just to be known. A lot of people do not need um, therapeutic hormones. The majority do. But some people can actually optimize naturally. It's very few, right? It's a, minute, right. it's a minuscule amount. You know, 15, 20 years ago, it was a lot easier to do it without testosterone. Today, it's very difficult because you just have to have really good genetics. You know, Dr. Ra has a really good statistic, and this is really good. He's like, in today's day and age, Men over 50, 1% can do it optimally, can do it naturally, 1%. Between 40 and 50 is about 7, and under 40 is about 15%. So if you think about that, those numbers, the, the vast majority are suboptimal. And again, you go back to Hawkins' stuff, the vast majority are below the line of integrity consciously. And, and so a lot of that has to do with lifestyle too, though. I mean, exactly. the, what you're putting in your body, what you're eating, the crap you're eating, the McDonald's exactly. on the corner. Exactly. You no, know, you can't keep doing exactly. that. No, no, exactly. I mean, but that's what I'm saying is like, if you get to 50 and you're one, that 1% 1 guy, you don't have to use therapeutic testosterone and you got everything else dialed in. Imagine the work that you put in though right. to do all that, to be that anal retentive, to be that narcissistic, to be that controlling, you know, spending time to prep your food or buy a, you know, a company that brings the food to you. I mean, dude, it's, it's a lot of work. Not worth it. Right. It's not worth it. That's why I always say therapeutic testosterone is the biggest tool in the tool belt. It's the fucking hammer. Okay. Now, again, it's not the be all end all solution. It's definitely not the Holy grail, but if you're doing everything else, right, it massively helps, you know, but that's the thing is, you know, morning, morning ritual, doing your mindfulness, optimizing your hormones, obviously living a very clean life, you know, low inflammation, weight training, cardiovascular training. Hopefully you have, you know, a stretching or yoga practice or whatever, you know, so you stay pliable and elastic. Uh, and then, you know, having a very ritual focus of not being interfered with during the day through social media and email and texting, because I mean, we haven't even talked about that, bro, but I mean, like, if you don't have those limited limits in place, you, how do you even do anything? Right, right. Because you're just blasted nonstop. Honestly, I, I've been looking to get rid of my iPhone and go back to just a regular flip phone. Yeah. Just yeah. so I don't have it. I can't do that because of my business. Like, I literally, right, right. I rely on, but, you know, maybe it's an excuse, but I mean, I do rely on my iPhone to look at my Shopify metrics and to see my sales and all, all right. that. But I mean, bro, I'm telling you straight up, like literally after Sunday, no one will be able to email me without my gatekeeper getting the email to me. It's over. I can't, I cannot, func I cannot function anymore. I made the decision, you know, Ben Greenfield messaged me early on Sunday morning and it was like, I, he didn't know I was in Houston. It was at seven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> uh, Houston time, which was five o'clock West coast. So he figured I'd be asleep and I messaged him right back. And I got this autoresponder email from him that was like, at first, I was like, I can't believe Ben did this, right? It's douchey. Right. And then I was thinking about it and looking at it, and I was like, he's a fucking genius. <laughs> I'm going to do this. It basically says, I'm sorry, I'm doing deep work, and I'm not responding to your email. And trust me, this is the same for my parents and my best friends. Shit. Right? And then it's like, if you need to get a hold of me, ding, 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 ding. And then my assistant will triage. And, and so I was like, holy fuck. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to steal. You know, I'm going to step right. on the shoulder. All right, I'm going to do the same thing. So, I mean, dude, like, no lie, like, this podcast had to happen because the chances that you and I would have connected were zero if you'd have sent this next week. Right, right. Well, I appreciate that. No, but I mean, like, I, know, I, I was wondering what, is if you don't get that to me, but I was like, okay, okay, I'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
seriously, dude. I mean, I'm so blessed. And this is not coming from ego. I have no exaggeration. On a daily basis, I have three emails. I have my business email, Asir. I have my mastermind, which I have 2,000 people in, which is Optimized Drive. And then I have my J. Campbell brand email. And I get over 1,500 emails a day. Oh, sure. Right? So I, I literally cannot be effective anymore, even with assistance coming through my emails, responding to them. So now it's just going to be like, I'm really, really sorry. If your email does get to me, I will respond to you within a week. But I mean, dude, I'm trying, you know, trying is the operative word to do really awesome, deeper work now, create courses, write two more books. I mean, I I was stymied in the last six months because I've been so overwhelmed with people wanting to do stuff with me, which is again, a blessing, but it's also a curse. Right. Because how do you respond? How do you do productive things in creation? When, when all you're, you're doing is responding to people what messaging you can't, constantly. You can't. It's literally impossible, dude. You can't. It's literally impossible. Somebody's right. messaging me right now in the background and I thought I deleted it. I mean, I thought I turned everything off. So I apologize. But that's the thing is like, you can't, dude. And it's right. all dopamine hits. It's all designed by the dark side to create the social media, you know, high, like, you know, retweet. You know, it's just, it's nonsense. I mean, bro, I don't even read my social media. I mean, it's once a day for 30 minutes and people message me on Instagram and Facebook and I don't respond because I don't check it. I can't go down those rabbit holes. You cannot Uh, get into the process today. uh, I mean, it's like if I respond to you on Facebook, it literally is on a once out of two week process. And again, it's usually not me. People think it's me because I have an autoresponder and then I have a person checking. But if the person checking gets it to me, it's not until at least two weeks later. But right. now it's going to be like that for emails too. So, I mean, I'm blessed Good. that you got through to me because we were able to do this podcast. And trust me, there's a lot of value in this podcast. We talked about very deep yep. things about hormones. And I really want to go, before we close out, because I, I know you want to go and I want to get to the gym. But I, I want to talk about, first of all, we talked about lifestyle. But I want to talk about the different types of delivery for testosterone. Sure. Sure. I mean, because a lot of people are, we've already talked about AIs, dosing, HCG, and peptides of gonadotropin. Yeah, gonadotropin. So, gonadotropin. Okay. okay, so HCG, and again, I'm very opinionated about HCG. HCG should never, ever, ever be used unless you want to maintain virility, unless you want to be, you know, you want to be the impregnator. Right. Okay. Because HCG used concomitantly with testosterone is just another androgen and a lesser estrogen spike, which leads to more perturbations of the endocrine system. Again, isolation testosterone, what does testosterone do in isolation? If I add HCG to testosterone at the same time without knowing what testosterone will do in, again, my inter-individual biochemical unique body, I I cannot track what is doing what. So testosterone in isolation is always the big, again, the biggest tool in the tow belt to get the maximum benefit with dopamine right. and cognition and, and ha- energy and obviously all those things. But if you start a guy on HCG and testosterone and they're 60 and they don't give a shit about having kids, it's not the right way to go. Now, again, right. my opinion, there's plenty of doctors out there. Jimmy hands one of them will say, oh, no, the luteinizing, the luteinizing receptors in the brain and the soft tissue and then the skin and blah, 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 and you need to... Maintain a bio, you know, a, a very mimically, a mimicking biological system response as you would by using HCG. Now, I do not ascribe to that. 
the, and again, I've been using this for a long time. The majority of guys who use HCG and testosterone in their 50s and 60s and they don't want kids just have acne on their back. They get irritable. Again, right, right. separate signal of testosterone or a separate androgen spike and a separate estrogen spike. And so it just leads to more balance or loss of balance. So I'm not a player. Again, there'll be people that will say it's different. Right. I, I believe in just total, just testosterone at all, at all times. I'm always open to changing my opinion. If research comes out in the next three to five years that says, oh, you got to use HCG in very micro dosages for these reasons, I'm totally open to changing. But again, after using HCG right. for 10 years, I see no value what, at all. What we do is we do post-psychotherapy for men that want to have Children, we do post psychotherapy three twice a year. Perfect. And then, perfect. And if you don't want to have children, you can do post psychotherapy once a year. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, so I'm not against you know keeping right. the testicles fertile again and stimulating right. LH. I just don't think you need it if you don't give a shit about having kids. I, I don't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, if you want kids, you, it's a must. You know. There's also obviously, you know, HMG, human menopausal gonotropin, which is actually a stronger spike than HCG, right? And there's, that's written about in my book, you know, there's formulations and protocols on how to do that to really maintain, you know, fertility, but I'm not a, I'm not a player. Now, as far as gonorelin or or gonadorelin, uh, tryptorelin, you know, these peptides, that can somewhat stimulate FSH and HCG, I mean, uh, uh, LH. It's kind of like some guys it works in and some guys it doesn't, where, you know, 99% 99% of people that use H- HCG or HMG get benefit from it for those specific reasons. So for me, again, it's like, why would you use those peptides when you can use HCG and HMG and have a far greater chance of that being effective? Now, I right. know that there are people out there that have gotten good results from triptorelin and gonorelin. Good. You know, is it going to optimize a man's testosterone? Not a fucking chance. Right. Right. But is it going to somewhat potentially bump up their free testosterone and again, keep LH and FSH at a level enough that they can get a woman pregnant? Yes. Again, all guys? No. Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about delivery systems. So there's only two that are worth a shit. Okay. Pellets are a fucking scam. Right. Okay? Pellets are you have doctors out there. You have doctors out there surgically implanting pellets who are not qualified to do any kind of cutting on a human body. Right. I have a desktop folder with literally hundreds. I'm going to um, add that for, for pellets are a scam for women too. So if there's any women everyone, listening to this, everyone, total pellet, scam. Right. Imagine seeing, you know, and again, obviously for confidentiality purposes, I can't give them to you, but right. imagine seeing these infections, these extrusions, these cysts, these abscesses from thighs who are cutting skin with absolutely no surgical precision, who have no idea how to cut a human being. They're not trained in it. They went to a fucking weekend course, bro. It is a joke. You have no idea how it's an abomination. I speak so against it. And as you know, it's a huge cash cow. Oh, it's a huge it's cash cow. making billions of dollars in planting pellets in people. It's insane. It's overpriced. It doesn't even work. I mean, again, the research is, you know, there's tons of it. I mean, the body rejects the pellet eventually. It doesn't even absorb eventually because the body's like, what is this? It's not, it, you know, it doesn't absorb. It's not. It's a very inefficient format of testosterone. That's all I'll say about it. Do not do it. If you're getting ripped off by a pellet doctor, change. So, you know, now there's T-Lando, right? We should talk about T-Lando. Now that's the oral version, okay? Now, 
this version of testosterone was that was around 50 years ago. It was called Andriol. Okay? It was sold out of Searle in Europe. It's useless. If you take oral testosterone and you don't, you know, disturb hepatic function, it's such a small, minute, not precise dose that it's not going to optimize anybody's testosterone using oral delivery systems. If it did, it would be dangerous to the liver. So now that's out there and they're prescribing this. And again, it's another cash cow, similar to pellets. It's super expensive. And guess what? Um, insurance covers it. <laughs> Total scam. So cutting to the chase, you have injectable. The more you inject, the more you mimic the body's natural production. And you have skin on the scrotum. Okay. Now, on the scrotum, there's two, well, actually, there's three now with atrivaceous, but there's essentially two delivery systems. There's HRT base, 200 milligrams per gram cream, and then there's Versa base, which is what I use, which I get from TaylorMade, which is the same shit, 200 milligrams per gram cream. Now, atrivaceous is a new cream on the scene, and they say, oh, you know, our proprietary brand, you know, version, you know, is better absorbable because it's blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've not used it personally, but I've had a hundred guys that have told me it's no different than the other one. So again, it's just marketing and smoke and mirrors, but putting it on the base of your scrotum, there is three studies now, there may be more, I'm not paying attention, but there are three studies that show that the base of the scrotum is eight times more absorbable than any other skin location. And again, it's because the, the membrane right there is very, very permeable. Okay. So the right. testosterone gets in really fast and crosses the blood brain barrier. You also have a higher DHT spike, right? Which is dihydrotestosterone, which is five times as more anabolic than testosterone in itself. So you will have a little bit better sexual functioning initially because again, of the location. And again, because it spikes DHT. Now, if you're a guy that has hair loss issues, it may speed the rate of shedding. Again, if you have androgenic alopecia, which is genetic predisposition to hair loss, it may speed the rate of shedding. But if you have a problem, you can buy my supplement. You can buy my hair loss product, which no, I, I was work. looking at that, by the way. Yeah, dude, it'll work well. So where you don't have any I got right here. So if you spray it right on the top of your head where you have follicles still, it'll right. regrow. If you go look at my pictures from last year, bro, I was bold. I even have, look, this is a henna tattoo. Wow. So I have the Vantis replacement thing. So I completely regrew my hair. It's We're working on getting uh, IP protection right now, and then away we go. But uh, it will regrow your hair. But that's you know one thing to you know to be concerned with is that you know the the transcrotal application in men who are genetically predisposed to hair loss it may not always it may exacerbate the shedding and the thinning. Okay. Uh, but again, who fucking cares, man? I mean, I always tell people, like, if you're concerned about your hair loss over taking therapeutic testosterone, shave your fucking head and get in the gym and work. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's absurd. <laughs> women, women don't give a shit about your hair. You give a shit about your hair. And again, lack and love of trust of self. Right. Uh, they don't have hair. They don't find me valuable. I mean, it's, it's fucking crazy, bro. But uh, that's it, man. You take three clicks, two clicks. In the AM, some guys need some clicks in the PM. You know, you're going to self-experiment. You're going to see yeah. how you feel. The transcrotal absorbs way faster, you know. So from an administration and dosage, it's going to be a higher dosage level because it also cleaves a lot faster than an injectable oil-based testosterone. So, you know, I'm a big believer now in the transcrotal. It's, it's less invasive. You know, I had a lot of scar tissue up here and up right, here right. for 17 years of injecting. Don't have that anymore. Have that all beaten out of me and my ART uh, technician. And then... 
you know, I can travel with it a lot easier too. You know, I don't have to bring preloads. Preloads, right? Yeah. So it's just it's just a much more to me efficient process. Now, again, is it different than injections as far as benefits or, or uh, you know, the enhancements? It's all the same. I mean, I, I do feel like I get a little bit better erections from it, again, because of the DHT. But, you know, I would say after you do it for two or three years, your body just normalizes, you know, to it. Right, so right. You, you'll still need a microdose probably of Cialis and, you know, a clean, low inflammation life. How about trochies? You don't, you don't... No, anything oral is just oral, not... It's just not, okay. Oral, it's just not effective. Okay. I can remember if it was effective, you would be taking a dose that would also disturb the liver, but you don't want to do anything. Oh, uh, because it goes to the liver, right? Right. Yeah, because it's methyl alcohol. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Perfect. All right, man. Is there anything else you have before we close out today? Not really. I would rem- I would tell guys who are using injectable f- uh, formulations that do not use the pharmaceutical versions of. You know, I can't even think of the different companies right now, but they all use cottonseed oil, which is right. fucking horrible and right. massively inflammatory. Make sure you're getting a compound pharmacy that has grapeseed oil or, you know, even not, um, I, I can't even think of right now. The, uh, there's like three different oils that you can use in the formulation with testosterone that is not inflammatory. And of course, cottonseed oil is horrible. Do not inject testosterone with cottonseed oil in it. It will cause inflammation. It will cause right. irritation. You know, but that's that's pretty much it. So I mean, you know, ultimately, you know, inject yourself three to five to seven times a week, preferably. You know, daily is always going to give the best version. You know, but you know, very few people are going to inject themselves daily. Yeah, I'm I'm three times a week. Yeah, that's what I did, bro. That's exactly what I did. I mean, because every day you you start to feel like a a pink cushion nightmare, and then you can't travel, and what if you forget? No, three times a week is a happy medium, or just get off that shit and start putting it on your nuts every morning you wake up. You know, it's very simple. It absorbs literally in 30 minutes. You know, a lot of guys think, oh shit, it's going to wear off on my wife or my dog or my kids, blah, blah, blah. No, it's very absorbable and it's gone within 30 to 40 minutes. So, you know, if you're planning on having sex, you know, put it on right. after sex. That's what I always say. But like, uh, you know, first thing in the morning, shower, wipe it on the base of your nuts, you know, do your hair, brush your teeth, whatever, and you're gone. You know, and I don't even do a second dose, dude. I don't need to. You know, morning right. dose, three clicks is all I need. All right, okay. Before you go, and I ask this question of everybody, all my guests, if Jay had 30 or 45 minutes just to just sit and relax, what album or artist would you put on to listen to? Oh, that's an easy question. I would put on a 333 megahertz frequency of just angelic music. And I would literally, I mean, dude, I do it every day. I mean, I sit in my infrared sauna with that frequency and it's fifth i have a 53 minute encoding so if i have time but i always get 40 minutes in my infrared sauna with that on and right. my infrared sauna has you know bluetooth and really good right. speaker system so i just sit there as the lights are flashing with my eyes closed like my hands closed like this and i'm essentially in meditation all right well who's your sauna by uh spiritual quest okay Okay, I know yeah, there's a lot about that. Actually, if, if you don't have one of those, dude, I mean, I'll, you know, text me uh, when we get okay. off this podcast. I'll connect you with the guy that owns him. He's in Southern California. He's amazing. I mean, I've gotten so many, you know, podcasters okay. and influencers to work with him. I mean, his, we got the two-person one, and it's amazing. And he honestly, he doesn't, he doesn't charge a lot. You know, there's some people out there that charge a lot for their stuff, but his system is as good as the higher-end ones, and it's okay. way cheap. Okay. Also, please do me a favor and... Uh, there was oh send me the email when you start your course. Yeah, for sure, bro. I will definitely. 
Well, for the people that watch this podcast, I mean, I would send them to, you know, the easiest way to get a hold of me is through my website. You can just send an email to, I mean, you can go on the website. There's a million ways to work with me, but if you want to just get a hold of me, it's contact at J A Y letter C and then my name spelled out Campbell C A M P E L L dot com. And of course, I'm on Twitter. That's where I'm most active on social media is on Twitter. You better have a very strong stomach if you follow me on Twitter because I put out a lot of crazy stuff. You know, I'm a very big conspiracy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back to Twitter just to I'm, I'm <laughs> all right with you, man. I get somebody's a buddy of mine sent me a picture today. He was getting this jab and I he said, Hey, well, they were waiting for you down here. I'm like, well, they're gonna wait for a long damn time before I come down there to give me a jab. But uh also one more thing. Sure. Jim Meehan said Tell him a hello. Jim Man is a close personal friend. I love Jim, man. I, yeah, he's amazing. Yep. He amazing is amazing. I, I miss him on, on social media because he, he has... I know, some... they deleted him. I mean, bro, it's only a miracle that I'm still up. I mean, like I, I tell people I have an angel protecting me on Twitter especially, but I've been deleted in most other places, but that's why I'm there. I'm still on yeah. Instagram. I think I have a good person, you know, Protect me. I mean, that's the only thing I can say, but, uh, or an angel, literally. But, uh, yeah, yeah, Jim's Jim's a a very intelligent man. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, He's one of my closest friends in the medical industry. There's no doubt. Like, one of the very few out there that understand this in in the medical side. Well, I would take up arms with Jim all the time. I mean, you know, him and I talk at least two or three times a week. And, you know, he's a a warrior of God as I am. So, yep, Jim. All right, man. Bless you. Bless you too, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.